0: Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas, here are your hosts, Kevin and Phillip. Here we are, Phillip, episode number eight well we had two the, the last week so i guess we had a 7 and a 7b so it's really 9 but we'll call it 8 and I yep. apologize for my voice uh just got back from new orleans we'll talk about that and uh i may have the coronavirus so i hope uh i hope you I'm don't catch that i'm wearing my mask here
1: yeah. got my mask on
0: so hey let's jump right into the to Philip's story of the week
1: well my story of the week starts all the way around the world tried to dig there when we were kids over in china and, and he's talking about the coronavirus i'm going to get a little bit into that started off with the thinking of the uh, of the cruise ship that was stranded off s- outside of italy just off the port of rome where had 6000 people stranded and so i read a little bit about that it didn't it, they pretty quickly determined that they did not have the coronavirus but these people were from the uh, wuhan china where the which was the city that went under quarantine and so, of course, I'm sure it gave everyone on that ship a pretty big scare. But uh, I, I got to reading a little bit more about it. And it just uh, happens that the, the week of January 24th to 30th is the largest annual human migration on Earth with uh, Chinese citizens making combined three billion trips, believe it or not. This is the time of year it's called their Lunar New Year. And I've seen shows about this before of the, all the families all go back to their original hometowns. And it's millions upon millions of people when you s- realize how how large of uh, cities that are in China. And uh, one of the ch- c- cities that was put on quarantine was this Wuhan, China. Uh, put under quarantine, halted all public transportation, buses, trains, ferries, ground all the planes. And this is a city of 11 million people. So to put that into comparison, New York City's 8 million people. So in your mind, can you imagine... New York City or L.A. quarantining that many people all at one yeah. time.
0: I, I I can't even imagine how you would enforce that. I mean, there's got to be looting and stuff like that, you know, when they start shutting those places down. And I don't know
1: if that happens in China or not, though. I, 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 you know, we there's so little information that comes out of these towns. I mean, you're talking about a town called Wuhan, China. A lot of people may have heard of it, but it's a city I've never even heard of. Yep. It's a city of 11 either. million people. There's another city called Hung, Hungang that's got seven and a half million is also on, on uh, quarantine. So basically 50 million people in China were on quarantine, could not leave their cities. Just for me, it's unfathomable how you stop it, how yeah. you control it. As I, I'll think about uh, just my mom drove up here from Oklahoma last weekend. How was you going to stop her driving yep. across the state line unless the military was set up everywhere on the state line? So some of the things that goes on over there is unbelievable now. They have had 81 deaths in that area and about 3,000 people infected. So maybe they've done a good job of stopping it. But I'd I I'd, I would uh like to be uh a fly on the wall and figure out how they control their citizens. Yeah, it's much better no, than yeah. I think they could ever control us as Americans. Well, it's funny about
0: this. Is Kelly and I were joking around about it as we were coming up on the trip to New Orleans and having to fly. Uh, so she was starting to freak out a little bit. I read a couple things on it. I mean, one, one side I went to said it's a little more than a cold. I mean, you're going to have low-grade fever, cough, stuffy nose, that sort of thing, um, which is part of the reason why it's hard to detect because the symptoms do resemble a cold. Yeah.
1: but And that's all the person had that was on the ship in Italy. It was right. just a cold.
0: Right. It, it, it's hard to detect that. But with that said, um, you know, obviously people with immune systems that aren't that great and stuff like that, you know, it, it, it will kill you. Um, it, it definitely, if you don't catch it, we'll, we'll do that. And I think there was, I, I think I heard before we left, there was one person that was quarantined in Douglas County in Lawrence that had just gotten back from that area of China and started having some cold symptoms. Fortunately, I guess huh. for us, they paid attention to the news yeah. started having some of these symptoms and decided to go to the doctor, get quarantined. But they had to have
1: been on a plane coming home from China, so they could have already infected multiple people. That's the fear of it. Although, I'm going to tell you something, and I've said this before, and I've never really got into too much of my uh, conspiracy theories, but if you'll go back and look at the horrible diseases that are going to kill us, there's about one a year that they'll spook the the public. I mean, as far back as the old hoof-and-mouth disease (laughs) uh, from... Twenty years ago or more to uh, the the uh, what was the one the flesh eating virus that they had CNN flying over the one person in America who had it and followed them like they were OJ down the road you know and <laughs> and all and uh, scared us to death thinking we're gonna die and so you know the the the, the old wolf cries so many times or you cry yep. wolf so many times yep uh, I think sometimes I I brush it under the rug and say it's just another one of their they're diver- they're spinning spinning us off in a different direction cuz they got something else going on. Yeah,
0: well they can keep this all in China. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll keep it in China. <laughs> well, hey, my story of the week. We can't get this is Monday evening, by the way. February 3rd. February 3rd. Can't go without Super Bowl saying Champions. congratulations <laughs> to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, what was your prediction? Um, I had the Chiefs give winning. One? I never gave a prediction. Um, I would not have guessed the Chiefs would have won by eleven points. So, um, but I, I guess the Chiefs were going to win. I, I put a small bet on that. I also put a bet on the over, that didn't get there. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's kind of interesting since since we're going to talk about I'm talking about betting. So one of the one of the most popular bets. So I don't, if if you're not familiar with sports betting, they have something called prop bets, and these are kind of silly things that you can bet. Most people don't bet a lot of money on this. The Super Bowl is very popular for that, so because you can bet on anything from the color of the Gatorade, yeah. thrown on the winning coach, whether it's going to be heads or tails. There's an over under on the on the national anthem. I mean, there's literally like a hundred prop bets you could do for the Super Bowl. So one of them was over under on how many rushing yards Patrick Mahomes was going to have in the game. Yeah. And it, it goes all over the place because as people start putting money, they, you know, obviously in, in Vegas, their goal is to have is is to cover their butt. So when they have to pay out a bet or somebody wins, they have enough that people that lose at worst case scenario is they break even plus they get a little bit of juice. So this was, this number is all over the place. It opened, I think originally as low as like 27 or 27 and a half yards. I think it got up to about 36, 37, somewhere in that range. So entering the final possession, Mahomes had 44 yards, and most of the bets were on the over. So no matter where it was, a lot of bets Mm -hmm. were on the over. Well, that last possession, the Chiefs kneeled three times, and he didn't just kneel and lose a yard. He ran ran right, Right, right. So by the end of it, he only finished with 29 yards. So basically, unless you got in at the very beginning, you lost a bet that you were winning with, A minute and a half to go in the game. So I I think they're they're trying to count up. I think I I saw somewhere where it's going to be in the six to seven figures as far as the amount of money that moved from the betting public to the house side within those last couple minutes. That's a pretty big swing on a prop bet.
1: (laughs) Did you make bets in in New Orleans? We'll get there in a minute. Kevin's freshly home from New Orleans.
0: Yep, yep, got the coronavirus there. I did not – no, no bets in New Orleans. Talked to a lot of cab drivers, Uber drivers, people there. I actually got to take my picture with the Saints Lombardi Trophy. Oh, uh, the yeah. customer that I was visiting is a museum there, and they had a sports display, so they had the Sugar Bowl Trophy, or, or I'm sorry, the yeah, the Sugar Bowl Trophy there, but then they also had the Saints uh, Lombardi Trophy, so I was hoping that would give us a little bit of luck. Um, everybody I talked to there, except for one guy, was rooting for the Chiefs. So um, it was it was kind of fun talking. You know, a lot of people I did talk to are very knowledgeable. I mean, you could tell when you get in in certain areas there that they're big Saints fans and they know football. So yeah. it was kind of fun to talk to them. One thing I didn't realize until the one guy was telling us about it was Hank Stram, the the old coach at the Chiefs that coached in the in the first Super Bowl the Chiefs played in. He actually coached in New Orleans. So a lot of people, older, you uh, Uber drivers and stuff that I talked to, remember that and, and apparently really liked him. So that's that was their their reason for
1: rooting for the Chiefs. As if you have to have a reason if you can't if you don't like uh, Patrick Mahomes, there's something wrong with you.
0: Well, I saw a deal they had the top ten markets as far as watching the Super Bowl, and Kansas City was the number one market on how many households. Within the city, and I don't know how they track this stuff anymore. I know they used to do the, the rating thing when you got the deal in the mail and told them what you were watching, all that. I'm sure it's all technology now. They can do that, but San Francisco wasn't even in the top ten of really? markets watching the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, they've got so many other activities to do during the year that they don't. <laughs> I guess I, I do think some of those beautiful cities. I've even in baseball, I, I've always heard the Dodgers. You know, late crowd. Of course, the traffic's horrible, and yep. who wants to fight it unless you really love it. Uh, so, those, I think those places have so many other things to do that maybe, in a way, we are better fans.
0: I, I was looking on Twitter the other day, and a lot of 49ers fans
1: were blaming the refs for losing. And I thought it was a fun game because it was clean called. There was I, not much going on. And I am not biased one way or the other. I'm not a big yep. – I'm glad the Kansas City Chiefs won. I think Mahomes is great. Of course, it's nice because an OU, two OU people got to touch the ball, and I'm an OU guy. Damian Williams had a great yep. game, and and a matter of fact, on most of the Sooner web pages that at, that that I follow, they were all upset because he wasn't uh, named the MVP of the game. They oh, thought I thought he was. <laughs> they, I I'm happy that Mahomes got it, but I could see where he had an argument oh, yep. to have also been uh, been right in the running for it.
0: Yep, yeah. They said so. The, the four the four items that they were kind of blaming was that pass interference call on, on Kittle right before the end of the first half when they called offensive pass interference on him pushing off. I tell you, I watched it. I watched it a couple times today. uh, Tight ends are usually going to get called for that. I think receivers would get away with it, but as big as those tight ends are, it can really push those cornerbacks around.
1: As soon as it happened, Troy Aikman called it, and I love the list of Troy Aikman. He's pretty sharp, and he called it the minute he goes, hey, once his arm goes straight, it's a pass interference. So the, the questionable late hit on Garoppolo
0: out of bounds. I mean I, I thought that they called that right. He cut up field, he didn't bail on the play. Yeah. Both feet were in bounds when he got hit. I don't I don't know how you how you how you think that's a late hit. I mean he, he wasn't out of bounds at all. That was one um, the the Williams T D run um, which I would say it's questionable. At the end of the day, whatever it was I called was on the field on it, was he, was going to stand.
1: Yeah, that's it was it was questionable, but there wasn't a good angle. Well, I, I don't understand how in this day and age we don't have no, a small camera
0: that points right down the goal yep. line, down low, so you can see those kind yeah, of I can't things. Can't
1: imagine, and, and maybe that's intentional.
0: So, and then the fourth one was that the when the Chiefs' defensive lineman jumped off sides there towards the end. I mean, it was that one was a missed call. I don't know that it was going to change the game. I mean, it would have changed from a third and fourteen to a third and nine for San Francisco, yeah. but uh, you never know. But um, so let's talk about uh, the all halftime show there a little bit. What did you think about that?
1: You know, after the show, and, of course, I sit and watched it with my. I, we hollered at the girls and said, "Come upstairs and watch it." Uh, Shakira's forty three years old. J Lo's fifty. So to start with. I wish I looked that good and felt that good and could dance that good. I'm 50 this month, so uh, J Lo's in way better shape than I am. Shakira is in great shape. I think that the you know after I watched it, and my first immediate reaction is, boy, that was really sexualized. Yeah, and it was stripper poles. That was that was an interesting uh, choice. But the overall talent of the two ladies, I think they're both. Hugely talented and fit into the Miami landscape of things because you know they sung some songs in Spanish and things like that. Well, this morning when I was listening to um, another another show, Boomer and Carton, and they were down there and they said, "Hey, the the halftime show was exactly Miami. That Mm. is Miami. Oh, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Half the people in Miami are Puerto Rican or speak another than that in that course, Jenny's. Puerto Rican background. Yep. I don't know about Shakira's. But, She's Colombian. But it, is, it was extremely sexualized, including Shakira's tongue wave <laughs> at all of us. Uh, and I'll tell you, what did you think about it? And then I'll tell you another little. Well, the, the, got. the
0: tongue thing was interesting. Um, I, As soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, so how long before there's a GIF online of her doing that? Uh, yep. 30 seconds. It, I already saw it. I, I have to tell you about this tweet I read. Okay. The, the first one I saw, <laughs> this guy tweets and says, this is what the buffalo chicken dip sees when I come in for seconds. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I, maybe I just had the right amount of beer, but I had a pretty good laugh at that one after I thought about that. You know, I thought it was fine. I It wasn't my favorite. Um, what's funny is a lot of the people that are uh, – a lot of the – i don 't know how nicely to say this moms <laughs> the thought that that was a little overly sexualized were the same ones that thought that the maroon five one last year was pretty good, so yeah. <laughs> no yeah. I, it was fine. I mean, I thought the stripper poles were an interesting touch for a for a super Bowl I um, think some of the but, some uh, of the
1: uh camera work, just the gyrate i mean you when you take the camera and you directly point it at their at, at everyone 's crotch and they gyrate like crazy, yeah. That is definitely yep. sexualizing, and and then at the same time, the same people who loved it are the uh, some of the uh, I don't get into that, like the Me Too movement. Yep, that'll say that yep. women are all these women, and then and then it's sexualized that that much. Although, again. I thought I thought it was really good, and A Rod is you know J Lo's girlfriend boyfriend. Yeah, he may be her girlfriend. I don't know. I think but they're he's <laughs> I think
0: they're engaged.
1: Yeah, I think yep. they are. That he uh, he was there on the sidelines yeah, and, I and saw so, his video. live video of him, yep. and he loved it. Well, if A Rod loves it, I love it. So <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't have to. But but, but I was going to say we got on Facebook, and by the time by the time halftime show was over, you could you could follow the conservative people and easily tell the two different yep. kinds of people who were, because some got on there and were just ripping it and others were on there saying, hey, that's a very ever. good show, yep. best show yep. ever. So, so the way America splits, you're never going to please everybody. And Well, we can agree on
0: one thing. Richard Sherman no longer has to to worry about whether he'd go to the White
1: House or not. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and we a little bit funny thing was whenever Trump tweeted out last night about the great state <laughs> of Kansas, and so today I saw one of those gifts you're talking about, and it has a uh, has the picture with the boot hill of the state of Missouri, yep. and it says there's no place like homes. So yeah, I'm, no place moments. like Kansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So w-
0: one last thing on the Super Bowl, then we'll move on. So commercial wise, I- I'll tell you, I was. I was at a, 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 a Super Bowl party. Um, it's kind of different this year, like actually watching the game and giving a crap about the game versus just the commercials. Uh, but did watch the commercials, and, and honestly, I was a little underwhelmed by what I saw compared to years past, especially for the amount of money they're paying for those.
1: Did you hear the dollar amount on what they are paid?
0: I don't even know. Okay, I,
1: whenever I I'm just going to get close. Boomer Sison was in Super Bowl twenty two, and he's the show that I watch in the mornings. He said, "Whenever his in Super Bowl twenty two, so what was that twenty eight years ago, they were eighty six thousand five hundred dollars for a thirty second spot, and I think wow. they said last night they were six Se- million yep. dollars. I, I heard seven, so yeah, somewhere six in there, and yep. seven million dollars. Yep. So, and then I also read today one hundred twenty four thousand dollars a person for the Chiefs for winning the right. Super Bowl." And all of the uh, the 49ers got 62000 a person for winning, uh, for being in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, the the money's going back to the players in a lot of ways.
0: But. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I'm, I'm trying to remember the specific guy on the Chiefs roster I read this about, but he's makes. I mean, and this isn't a Mahomes, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but he makes $700,000 a game. Yeah. So, he made $112,000 that game. So, some of them took day. a pay cut. But yeah,
1: But no, <laughs> There there's one other thing I thought was really neat about for a chiefs. If you're a chiefs fan was Hunt brought all the staff to yeah, the game that was and cool. their families. He yep, said yep. he didn't even know the number. He said, I think it's over 2000. It was over 2000. Yeah. That's an unbelievable yep. kind Janitors, gesture for Janitors, secretaries, a man. Oh, yeah, everybody. That's just unbelievable.
0: Well, one thing I did see, I'll get back to the commercial, but one thing I did see, it was pretty cool too, was, uh, and I didn't know this until this morning, but a few days ago, Twitter put out a call for fans to uh, tweet predictions and things like that to them to show support for for the team they're rooting for. And what they did was, so they had different cannons depending on which team would win that, that they loaded. And so the confetti was for that specific team. So the confetti you saw you got shot out that was red and yellow. There were some white ones in there as well, and those white ones were actual tweets tweets from fans so while the players were doing their snow angels I mean they were sitting there reading them people were posting them all over Twitter so that was kind of cool that they were seeing actual tweets from fans about different things that's neat so there was
1: a you know the longtime radio icon and Salina, I'll call him an icon since he's recently retired Randy picking yep so he just just recently retired and I always liked listening to Randy's libertarian viewed person and he gets to argue with Jerry Enriquez. Um, and Jerry's, you know, a knuckle dragon. I think he calls himself that, a knuckle dragon <laughs> Republican. But anyway, Randy still puts on some things on Facebook of uh, uh, weather updates and things like that. Yep. And the minute that they won the Super Bowl last night, he shows where all the fireworks in Kansas oh, City were going yeah. off, and he it showed on up the on the weather radar. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Neat. yeah,
0: that was cool. Well, moving on, uh, you know, last Wednesday uh, we had the, uh, the second K-State OU game. Yeah. This one was in Manhattan.
1: This one is You want not talk a, about that at all? Well, it's about like, what I expect. <laughs> uh, Harper, I my, was daughter, a great game. my daughter, went over to it. Oh, okay. Um, and um, I, did, I didn't go because I knew what was going to happen. Since Lon Kruger's been hired, and I've said this before, since the day he was hired at Oklahoma, he's not won a game and in the state of Kansas. Yep. So I wasn't expecting him to win one that week either, even though – t- I mean, the very next game, we played great. We, yep. play, uh, I think Mannix scored 30 yep. uh, Saturday, goes over to K-State and lays an egg. And they do it year after year. And I just won't go. I refuse I, to go spend the money to watch That's got to be
0: so odd to be coaching a team going into a visiting team's arena with your name and number and the rafters. Yep. I mean, the basketball training facility, his name's all over there. He donated quite a bit of money for different things in, in that basketball training facility that we built. So uh, you have the same theory as what you're saying. I think he's letting it happen. He intentionally loses. I'm okay with that. You hear that? Yeah. (laughs) So one other thing I was going to bring up before we get into a couple of other subjects was uh, I was really, really hoping that I could kind of surprise Philip with this, and his wife blew it for me about three (laughs) hours before we recorded, but lost in all this Kansas City talk and Super Bowl and parades... Nelly's coming to the yeah. state fair was just announced. Yeah. I think it was this morning. And uh, I was going to try to surprise you on that.
1: I think we talked about this on our last podcast, some of our yep. favorite music and Nelly's hits the top five. I every didn't time. know he was
0: still doing that. So, yep. I was going to try to surprise you and Lisa, Puts on Facebook a few hours ago, asks who's buying the tickets, and tags Philip in there. So. You know,
1: I t- told you the other day, like because you surprised me. Every now and then, Kevin will – we don't talk about it beforehand, and Kevin will just say, hey, what do you think about – and so he said uh, – and then I went walked out the front door and said, that's not true. He said, what would surprise you? And I said, I'd like to listen to Billy Squire, which I do. <laughs> but I think what would yep. surprise a lot of people maybe is um, we grew up – with a grandma who played the piano and aunt who played the piano and all this kind of stuff for the Baptist church. I enjoy more than about anything on music, going back to that, listening to people play the Baptist hymnal on a good piano player. I got some cousins that can play or a cousin, man cousin, but I can hear my grandma, she's been dead now a few years, but she's up in her 90s and she could still sit and play the old Baptist hymnal. Get on it. So uh, that's one thing I enjoyed uh, a lot and didn't bring up. Yep. So Kevin, quit surprising me.
0: Yep. Sorry about that. <laughs> as you know, I went to New Orleans, so we we're going to have a quick conversation about that. To be honest with you, this won't take too long. Uh, first trip to New Orleans, Philip uh, kind of went through there here uh, over the end of the year. Yep. Uh, so he's been there recently as well. Uh, went there for a work uh, meeting and then spent a couple of days there to, to check the place out.
1: Was it just you and wife? Yeah, it was,
0: we had one other couple. So okay. my engineer for work okay. went with us, went to the meeting, um, he ended up changing his plans and flew out Saturday instead of Sunday because of the Chiefs making the Super Bowl. Right, he throws a party every year and and wanted to get back home, so they flew out Sun or Saturday evening. So we ended up. Um, it wasn't a big deal. What we well, was your dinner,
1: immediate so. reaction on the
0: city? Uh, you know, it was very interesting. So the hotel we stayed at was right next to that hotel that just collapsed downtown. Um, yeah. yeah, that was. It's, I got some pictures of that. I'll post them on Facebook. It was interesting to see that because it's just sitting there. Big old concrete yeah, just, slabs just hanging there. Um, I, I, would I think didn't look into try the history that of that. Done. What was
1: the reason that it had collapsed? I don't, I don't know the answer I mean, to We, that, we so. walked around it. That We went over yep. to some of those old cemeteries and yep. walked right next to it.
0: It's all still there. It's still blocked off. They haven't touched it. Yep. That was interesting. You know, Bourbon Street was fun. Um, probably the best people watching I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, was it Friday, I think it was. We walked about 11 miles, um, yeah. 22,000 steps, so we just went down to Bourbon Street, started at one end, grabbed a drink, and just slowly walked to the other end, turned around, walked back, and just kept going back and forth, stopped in here and there to get a drink, listen to a band or somebody singing. You know, I, the one thing I was uh, surprised, I guess, in the, in the good way, I, I was comparing this to uh, Broadway in Nashville. Yeah. It's very similar, a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants, party, Central, Bachelor, Bachelorette parties, all that kind of stuff was definitely interesting how how narrow the streets were. Um I expected it because Nashville lane. had a horrible smell. And I, th- I expected that, and they actually—I didn't notice it. I've heard people complain about it before. Maybe—I bet when it gets hotter, it's probably worse. Maybe so. Um I didn't notice a smell at all. I thought I they did a pretty good job with that. I was surprised
1: with the cleanliness of it when we were there. Well, I didn't and, think it was terrible. And
0: in the evenings— I, what I would say is I was surprised at how many people just throw their trash on the ground. Like yeah. I've got picked just along the curbs. People just finish a drink and just throw their plastic cup or whatever, just right there on the street. So Did
1: the street where the streets blocked at all,
0: uh, they were not, but I mean, it was, you couldn't, take a car down there I, so
1: there the day before uh, the day i was there was the day before the sugar bowl so George and baylor was in town and they did have bourbon street blocked, where you couldn't okay. drive you could do crossroads yep. through it but yep. you couldn't go up and down the street itself yep
0: yeah it was it was it was similar they didn't have those little deals slid out so they didn't have it blocked off but nobody was going to be able to go yeah. i was watching the cars trying to cross it and i'm like why would you even try that
1: we were in a van and uh that's about how wide the roads are. Yep. There wasn't yep. much clearance on either side of the road. So, so uh, what about food there? Yeah. Did you ever get into the uh,
0: beignets. beignets? Had yeah. beignets, delicious. Um, I would compare them to a funnel cake. I mean, they yeah. it was like a funnel cake, um, but they were good. I tell you, we went to, so our big deal was we went to dinner. Every night we had a, what I would say a, a nice expensive dinner. Uh, the people we were with are, are self proclaimed foodies as well. So, um, just went to dinner, split the check, that sort of thing. The first two nights we went were uh, Michelin starred chefs. Um, or n- no, 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 not Michelin starred chefs. It was ah uh, um, ah they had won an award, uh, uh, James Beard Award. That's what it was. Yeah. But the first one was was by far the worst dining experience we had there. Food came out cold. It, it was brutal. It were was you eating Cajun food for. Or? Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. Brian had shrimp and grits. I had a duck breast, probably the worst duck breast I've ever had when you're, when you're spending $45 a person for just the entree. Um, it was bad. Like yeah. the broccoli, it tastes like somebody dumped fish sauce on it. It was the worst broccoli I've ever had. So <laughs> that one wasn't very good. Um, second night was pretty good, kind of a funky place, but I'll tell you the last night Kelly and I went to Emerald's Del Monaco. And I have a soft spot in my heart for Emeril because he's the one that really got me interested in, in food and cooking back when he used to do the Emeril Live show on Food Network. Uh, I've, I've been to some of his other places. I've never been to the Delmonico. So we went and checked that out, and that one was definitely worth the hype. It was uh, probably one of, the, one of the better steaks I've had in a long, long time. Um, all the food was great. We did a, uh, a Bananas Foster for dinner. Prepared table side where he flambéed and lit the the rum on fire. So a little bit of a show there. It was really good. But I'm going to tell you right now, one of the my favorite things I had, them char-grilled oysters, man, that's mm-hmm. no joke. Yep. Those are delicious.
1: They are. And, and then, and it's, if you're from here, you can't get them the way you can get no, them down. there. That's nope. just not something that we nope. – My friends that live down in the south I always talk about their oyster, and I'll say, we've got – you know mountain oysters but that's about it yep
0: well it was uh you know one thing i did notice uh, I'm, i've never really tried okra much i had a lot of okra down there yep. apparently i like okra Huh?
1: <laughs> i like fried okra i can't stand it bold but it was, i love this fried okra. Pickle. a lot of fried and a lot of pickled Yeah, or pickled yep. okra we always get pickled so. okra i love it it's oh. an easy thing to grow if you can grow stickers you can grow okra yeah i used to keep a big <laughs> garden we always had lots of okra
0: well, you wanted to uh, get into some kid stuff, kind of uh, continuing on from from last week, or the last podcast, I guess, Yeah. We so we tried to hit a few more kid things, so um, sounds like uh, you've got some kids applying for some jobs right now. How's that going? Well,
1: I've got uh, my neighbor's kids have got jobs. My Some of the other kids that hang around the house all the time have got jobs, but magically Hal hasn't come up with a job yet, so we're going to call him out right here. He has been <laughs> applying. Um, you know, I, I I try to tell the kids that getting your first job is uh, now they've had all these kids have had jobs thanks to you know Express Employment. Yep. I'm able to give them little spot jobs here and there, and so they I've kept them in money. They they'll work down to Buy Center for different events. And as a matter of fact, uh, who are we having in town on Thursday night? Isn't this Thursday um, night? Yeah, it is Dick uh, Vitale. Dick Vitale. Yep. Yeah, so the kids will work that event. We you know there was a time when St. John's uh, all the kids from St. Yep. John's did, it. and so. We really lost a pretty big yep. uh, help on some of those things in town, but but anyway, we, we'll have kids working down there, but I try to tell the kids, and, and I don't know if you can remember this, I was fortunate I grew up and my parents owned a restaurant, so not only did I not have to apply very much, I was just told, you're the new dishwasher, <laughs> yeah. when I was about 14 years old, and so I started washing dishes and was cooking, grill cooking by the time I was 16 or 17. So I really didn't have to go find a job till I started college. And, uh, and I can go all the way into telling you that I paid for my own college in this Elizabeth Warren deal. <laughs> so that's a whole different yeah. situation. But I paid for my own school. But I actually went and applied at Walmart. And uh, worked. That, that was my first probably outside job outside of a family business or working on a farm. And but I try to tell them I go the, the nerves were no different for you guys than they were for us when we were younger. Yep. Uh, I did a, another little job that I that kids do a lot of now that's pretty good paying, and I did it for years was umpiring, uh, umpiring softball and baseball games. Good money and fun, and uh, and and I always am hearing now I don't want to do it anymore. Just. Whatever reason, I just don't want to get out and umpire, and I don't know yep. coaches like I knew coaches in Oklahoma, but I used to umpire three nights a week and could make 200 bucks a week umpiring yep. of cash, you know, basically, and uh, for a part-time job, it's a great, one of the better jobs out there for kids, but what, where was your first job? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. No,
0: my first job, so I uh, I turned 15. I was told to get my butt out there and find a job. Yeah so uh hear
1: that Hal. you're not the only
0: one yep (laughs) and so i you know in salina at the time there wasn't a lot of jobs that i was aware of that hired 15 usually you had to be 16 right really and it still is a lot that way so my first job was was where a lot of 15 year olds start which was mcdonald's Mm -hmm. uh worked there for a little bit it was kind of interesting um i wouldn't say that i learned the restaurant biz but um, I, I learned the fast food business. Um, it was, I mean, it was, it was different than it is now, but uh, it was, it was quite a opening experience. And then I wasn't there too long. Um, Dylan's, uh, here in town, at, at least at the time hired 15 year olds and they had a lot more flexible schedule working around, yeah. uh, sports schedules and stuff like that, that I had. So worked there pretty much I'm trying to think, I think pretty much all the way through high school. Uh, it was a great job. Was
1: you a bagger or a stocker? I,
0: all the above. <laughs> so, I, I I, mean, you started yeah. as bagger. Everybody starts there for the most part if you're 15. Um, started uh, as I was getting older. I, I did check out. Um, but I uh, used to work in the video department. Yeah. So, back when people into VHS tapes, <laughs> that tells you how long ago that was. Um, and I even, you know, one of the jobs, I, I stock shelves as well. One of the jobs I really enjoy, and I, I can't tell you why, was I worked? At, I was a kind of a fill-in in the produce section as, as I was getting there towards the end uh, of high school. So that was a lot of fun. Um,
1: not well, much did you, to did it. You, did you work through college? I did work through time college, time,
0: yeah, but I did a lot time. of different things there. So um.
1: There's the uh, the one thing I, I look back on, on my Walmart experience, and I was actually with them um, probably 18, 19, 20, 20, some three and a half years or something. Started in one city, 8 Oklahoma transferred to Shawnee as I transferred to colleges because I'd started in, at East Central and ended up at Edmond at UCO. And um, one of the things I remember, and it makes me look back now and think, well, maybe that's why I'm in staffing now because I can understand this. <laughs> I, it was the first time I ever knew because I grew up in a family business or worked out on a farm, uh, everybody came to work. Yep. And uh, I didn't realize that people just don't show up for work. Yep. And this was, this was my first sign of this. And the manager would call and say, and I'm, I'm working in automotive, so I'm in the back with all the mechanics that mm-hmm. are changing oil and changing tires. Well, I always showed up, so the, the manager would call me out and say, you're going to have to learn how to fix flats, okay. how to change, you know, do that, which I could do it a little bit because I grew up in the country. but But anyway – when for when their guys didn't show up. Right. And it was just common fill in that somebody spots. didn't show up. Yep. You know, and so I was fixing flats and everything, even in a dress shirt, I'd be out fixing flats. And I would always be amazed that these guys would uh, not show up for work, not call or anything, and then just show up the next day on the regular schedule yep. day yep. and they didn't get in trouble. yep, And I'd go, my word, yep. That's, yep. that's an amazing <laughs> trick that I need to learn. But yep. I, I never did learn it. Yep. Well, you got to make that money to take <laughs> yeah.
0: the ladies out. So, so speaking of that, uh, so how's the how's the dating scene going over there at your house? Any you know, any good stories
1: lately? No, I try to keep them quiet. Now, uh, this weekend we we had an old couch downstairs, and and the girls came and told us uh, they'd like a new couch downstairs. Um, the one that we had just wasn't comfortable enough to lay around on, and I said well, who's laying around on the couch downstairs? <laughs> Cause we, we do, you know, I guess you, you try to make rules. We say they, there's nobody going into the bedrooms. right? There's no, you know, your de- bedrooms are off duty, but you can watch TV downstairs. Well, the couches we had were set up where you couldn't get too close to each other. So I don't know if it's a good idea of buying <laughs> these couches or not. I'm going to put up security videos, but you know, fortunately at this point, the boys have been respectful and good that, that have come around. Yep. Uh, but it seems like every week there's more and more coming around. <laughs> uh, after the basketball games at night, I've got boys at the house, and, then, uh, and and this weekend for the we stayed home and watched the Super Bowl with ourselves, but we had boys and girls 15, 16, and 17 year- old just all over the house all day long, which um, I like that. I'd like to be the house that everybody wants to come to. I think I've said that before, but, but, uh, but boy, when you get enough of them over there, you don't know what you're
0: getting. Well, and I'm just getting started with this, so uh, it, it's it's easy for me to say how I think I'm going to react, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So, um, the amazing thing to me is, and and man, I you know I try to put myself in a 14 or 15 year old boy's shoes too, and try yeah. to remember how I was back then. But man, I just you know there's there's a kid that that Morgan uh, talks to quite a bit, and. He's not her boyfriend. He's just a friend, you know, yeah. type of thing. He's a great kid. Just, he'll just walk right up to me, give me five. We'll just start chatting, long lost buddies. I mean, it's great that, you know, he, he, I don't know if I did something to make him comfortable around me or whatever it is, but uh, don't so those ones that kind of sneak around, don't make eye contact with you, won't talk to you, those are the ones that I, yep. I'm always worried about. He He's a good kid. So. Those
1: are the ones that I tell the kids to not invite back, man, if they won't even come in and say hi to. I'll yep. tell you one of the – and I haven't been uh, – haven't had any trouble yet, uh, and of course I'm going to say yet because I know um, the kids aren't don't believe this, but – Thirty-five years ago isn't feels like three weeks sometimes, and I remember the way we used to act, <laughs> yeah. and so I know that what's going to happen one of these yep. days. But but you know one of the things that I, the only thing I had said is the boys if a boy comes around my house I want to at least come in and. Tell us that they're there, right? Be respect. I don't. Yeah. I don't like this thing of pulling up, people pulling up in the front yard and honking the horn and just yep. like you're uh, yep. supposed to come load. I. <laughs> it's been tried on me a couple times, and I've said, I said, "No, you're not leaving. You, yep. There's no, you're not leaving until they're going to at least come in and say hello to us." And yep. And that's the only probably thing that I've had any kind of stickler about, but overall I've been fairly fortunate. But man things can change in a hurry, so you got to keep your eye on top <laughs> yeah. of all of them.
0: <laughs> yep. I'm looking forward I, to I it. would
1: li- Well, I'd like to hear other people's stories because I know, and you don't have to tell any kids' names, but, boy, if you had a good one. I, I remember whenever I was in school that uh, my high school baseball coach had a daughter, and, and, of course, any of the high school boys that was her age wouldn't have wanted to date her because they scared of him. Yep. And he tells a story of one time that he went out, and, and I've pulled this a couple times on kids, um, he said the first time this boy come and got her daughter, he took a tread depth out to his out to his car and said before his daughter's gonna leave, he's gonna check the dred- tread depth on that tires before his daughter's <laughs> gonna be going anywhere. So he was uh I'd like to hear some of those lessons of that uh, like that, but yep. I always thought that was a good one.
0: Yep, that is. Yep. I like I said, it's I, I like to think I'm gonna be pretty level headed and calm about this, but we'll we'll see. I'm not sure about that. Well, one of the things that uh I've had a couple people reach out to me about um and and part of this is because of some things I put on my own personal Facebook page and, and they're friends with me there. I've I've seen it pop up a lot on some message boards and stuff that I'm a part of. Uh, I I think we've we've talked briefly about this before. We haven't really got too much into it, but I'm a I'm in the technology industry. I'm a I'm not as as uh, savvy as a few of the engineers and stuff that I work with, but I like home automation. I've got all the Echoes and and uh, Google Homes. My lights are controlled by voice. I, I got all that good stuff. So uh, definitely uh, somewhat knowledgeable on the technology side. I've had a lot of people ask me about uh, my my experience with with cutting the cord and and getting rid of cables. So uh, I was gonna spend about maybe 10 minutes here and talk a little bit about my experience, what's worked, what's hasn't worked, good and bad. I know there's a lot of people that are considering this, so I'm trying to help you out. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to do your own research, find out what works for you. But there's some things to, just to be cautious about. And, and helping a friend out here recently um, and talking about some of this stuff kind of brought it to the forefront. So, you know, uh, my story was... Here in Slyon, it's not too bad compared to what I've heard from other people, but she's probably paying about $120, $130 or so a month in cable. Was really upset with Cox, but what really threw me over the edge was I went to cancel my home phone about a year and a half ago. We got Morgan a cell phone. The only reason we had the home phone was when she was home alone. She had a phone of something. She needed something. Now she has a cell phone. We don't need it anymore. So I go to Cox, hey, I want to cancel my phone. Well, your bill's going to go up. I said, well, "What do you mean, my bill's going to go up? I'm dropping a service." <laughs> well, you're unbundling, so now your bill's going to go up. Mm-hmm. My bill was going to go up more than what I was dropping for, for the phone line, and so I was like, "How is this right?" You know. So I started doing some research on my own, and and ended up going to Directv. Now it was about forty five dollars a month at that point. It's about sixty dollars now, so it's starting to inch up. Because that was the other thing that really drove me crazy with Cox was. Every month they just gotta add like a dollar eighty cents, a dollar fifty here and there. Next thing you know, you're paying like double what you were a year
1: ago. Yep. And there's
0: nothing different.
1: Yep. So I'm over a over twenty twenty something year direct T V person. Yep. Over twenty years. Yep. Um no telling I would love to have all the money back I spent on direct TV. I could probably buy a new pick pickup tomorrow. Um and I just hate whenever I see all these special yep. deals that the new customers are yep. getting. And, and I can, I've, we've actually called and said, hey, can we get that deal? Nope. nope it's only for yep. new customers. I go, I've been a customer, moved states with you, moved homes with you, done everything. We have not completely cut it, but we have strongly reduced our cable on. We have no cable boxes, which you get charged more for every box. You know, yep. I got rid of all the boxes downstairs. I don't have a downstairs anymore and left one in my bedroom and one in the living room upstairs. And my fear, and I guess this is just like you're saying, everybody needs to research this on their own, I'm afraid that I can't find Oklahoma football games if mm-hmm. I completely get rid of it and just go with Netflix and Hulu. Hulu yep. would be where I would probably end up having to get it, which does work if it's on the right station, um, yep. but not always.
0: Well, And I would suggest if this is something you're considering, every one of them has a free trial, try it out. Because, uh, you know, but wait
1: till football season to try. It well,
0: <laughs> it depends. I mean, honestly, uh, and I'll, I'll get into sports because that's one live sports was the one reason I didn't do it earlier than I did. Yeah. And that's come a long way. So, I mean, the major players out there right now, you've got DirecTV now or it's AT&T live now or something like that. You've got Sling is pretty popular. Um, YouTube TV is the one that's really coming on. Yeah, and then Hulu Live. Those are the, those are really the four big ones. There's a whole bunch of other small ones here and there, um, and and the channels you want definitely will play into that. So um i'll link this on our facebook page there's a website you can go to and you can put specific channels in there that you know you like to watch and and watch regularly and it'll tell you which of these packages uh have that or don't have that That's, so
1: well, i need that so, now is there, is there a uh what are you using now
0: uh i'm on direct tv now okay and i'll tell you the reason why hulu live has a few more options for channels and this is why i say you need to do the research and try them out i absolutely hate Hulu Live's interface. I'm my whole life since digital cable and got rid of the little push button boxes. You can hit a guide button, guide comes up, you scroll through it, find what you want to watch, hit yeah. the button. Hulu Live, you can't do that. They don't have a guide. AT and T now or Directv now has it looks just like the Directv guide, exactly yeah. the same. The catch is, and, and again, there's some differences that you have to consider because it is not a experience with cutting the cord like cable. There's not a number I can press. I can't hit 22 and go to channel 22. I have to go to the guide, scroll Search, to that yeah. channel, and then hit yeah. that so that you can't just hit a button. The other thing that is is significantly different that a lot of people do say that they miss Is with cable and and satellite, you have the button where you can switch back and forth between two shows just by hitting the one button. You don't have that. So if I'm watching a game and I want to go to a different game, I've got to hit guide. I've got to scroll to that. Some of them will have, depending on the device you use, may have something shows you previously watched shows and that sort of thing. But it's not a one-click deal anymore. It's a two- or three-click deal, depending on what you've got.
1: Well, I I am 100% only keep DirecTV for sports. Yep. that's uh, it's I have no other reason to have it I don't have favorite regular shows so we do direct TV for yep. the sports and then we do have Netflix and right. which, that's fire sticks which yeah Netflix most
0: thing. people have Netflix anyway so yeah. when I was doing my cost calculations I didn't factor Netflix in there because I was already paying for it anyway right I was gonna pay for it after so it didn't really it didn't really change that but um, so so you mentioned fire stick that's something you have to consider There are smart TVs, and some smart Mm -hmm. TVs have a lot of apps. Some smart TVs don't have a lot of apps. Depending on which one you like depends on how you're going to get it. For example, Hulu is on pretty much every smart TV. So you can get Hulu if you have a smart TV. Um, Where I had DirecTV now, that was not included on most smart TV menus. So I have to have a a device to, to be able to get that. So... I've got I didn't an Apple even know
1: you TV. You can buy a TV, you can buy a TV with DirecTV already in it.
0: With DirecTV now, potentially. The, yeah, and yeah. some will let you download new apps and stuff. But a lot of them will not. You're stuck with the apps that it shipped with. So, and DirecTV Now is not a popular one. So, huh. YouTube I think is pretty popular. Hulu's definitely on all of them. So, in my scenario, I had to buy something to be able to access these applications to stream. So, my upstairs TV, I have an Apple TV. Um, We're a big Apple family, so there's some cool things it does. And then fire sticks on the other TVs. But every TV you want to watch, you have to get one of those devices. Depending on the device you get, that could be from $25, $30 to a couple hundred dollars. Apple TV is a little more expensive. So that's something to consider. The other thing you have to consider is your internet speed. Nowadays, that's not that big of a deal, but you got to have fast enough internet speed to to stream. Um, It's not a crazy. I think it's like 30 meg, I think is what they say. If you have DSL, you probably will have some problems with that. So if you have you well, The problems good. I've
1: had is when we have multiple televisions on at the same time. That too. Yep. That's uh, anytime we've been on Netflix or Hulu, it's yep. uh, it's an issue.
0: Yep. And obviously, you need to have a wireless network that all these devices can connect to. Yep. So again, that's something most people probably have, but it's got to be a wireless network, and it's got to be have decent connectivity. So if, you, if your modem's at one end of the house and you've got a TV clear at the other end of the house... You gotta try it and see, but it may not work. It just depends on on your wireless router and how strong it is and those and You might talk
1: things. to your neighbor, it might be closer to your neighbor's house. Well, some of possible. these neighborhoods in town.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so there's there's some things to think about. I mean, you gotta think about which one you'd really like to do. Um, you've gotta think about how you're gonna connect. Do you have the internet? Do you have the wireless network? Uh you know, those sort of things. A lot of people try to cut the cord and they don't think about all that so the other thing is is you know the way it's going there's going to be more than one application you're using so i use Directv now for watching tv mm-hmm. but sports a lot of big 12 sports are on the espn plus app now yeah. and i really do think that's the direction sports are heading as these existing contracts that they're in right now start to expire I think you're going to see a lot more of these streaming apps that are, you have to go to for content. So now, depending on what you've got, you may have a smart TV where you hit this button for DirecTV now, but then you have to add a different remote for your Fire Stick to go to ESPN+. Plus.
1: I'd lose every so, remote, so they're going to have to have one huge remote because we <laughs> would be chasing remotes all night long and running out of batteries. And so then, that's not a good plan for us. I think uh, some of them, you have to have a, a
0: external HD antenna if you want local stations. So yeah. again, that's, that's part of that trying. So my, my point with all of this is the experience is different. So if you can't deal with that, don't even bother. But, you know, to be honest with you, as, as I was preparing for this conversation, um, I, when I started this, I paid $45 a month for Directv. Boom. That's easy to figure. I'm not paying 120 a cable paying for $45 a month outside of a couple of basketball games that were on ESPNU for K-State. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. It was a great deal. I mean, my return on investment of buying those things was like six months. But now I've got ESPN Plus and all this other stuff that comes along. They keep me inching my costs up. So I think DirecTV now is like 60 or 65 plus ESPN Plus. So now I'm at like $80 a month. Well, now I'm not that far off of that 120, so to me, it's still worth the experience. Um, it's not that bad to me. But you start getting a hundred dollars. Now I'm thinking for twenty dollars more a month, I can go back to my the better experience. Yeah, probably do. That.
1: I, I I keep thinking Directv can't stay as high as it is with all the competition they've got, but they they don't seem to come down on our bill anytime soon. Yep. So. I, it shocks me that they can still get it. I guess we're all so addicted to television. And we were talking about earlier some of our favorite shows. Did you want to? Did you want to throw out there on this podcast a couple of your favorite shows that outside of sports? Because I start with sports and then work backwards from there.
0: I will do that. Numero uno favorite show, no contest. There'll never be another show as good as this one. Seinfeld absolutely love that tv show i have the box set as you can see right here behind me yeah every episode on dvd love that show that was uh one of my all-time favorite shows from the first time i
1: started watching it you know close to the same time that seinfeld was out friends was out and there were friends people and there were seinfeld people yep i was a seinfeld from day one because i've always thought of myself as a little bit of a george costanza
0: when I went to K-State, we didn't have cable in our dorm room. So I would have a VHS uh, recorder at home recording a whole bunch of Seinfeld episodes. And then when I would come home, I'd grab those tapes and take them back to school with me and, and watch, them, watch them there. So I
1: still try. If Seinfeld's on, I still watch it. Uh, I think TBS yep. or TNT or somebody still shows me. I'll watch every episode through and through. I go back to my uh, whole... Life of, and I was never a live TV person. Any shows that I still love today, I didn't watch them when they were out. There's a couple, and I'm not, these are like A1 and A. <laughs> it's like I love The Office because yep, I, Michael's that's number is two on my list. Number I, well, two. The Office, and, and I love Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec is great. But if I was to go back and go all time favorite when I remember setting in front of the television and watching it. I'm still kind of high on the Dukes of Hazard and the Love Boat going back to back with yeah, each other. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> farther back than I'm <laughs> that's going. <a> long ways.
0: <laughs> so I've got eight of them written down here, and and Seinfeld, The Office, and Parks and Rec are yeah they're on in those my list. top five. All and Seinfeld and The Office are one and two. So so for those of you who are the fans of The Office, I've got another podcast for you to check out. It started probably about two months ago. Um, it's called The Office Ladies. So the um, the lady, that, Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam yeah. and, and Angela, I can't think of her last name, but she plays Angela on The Office. Uh, so what they do is they start it on Shrewd. episode one. Yeah. When she married. <laughs> yeah. when they she... start on episode one, and each week they do one episode, and they start at season one, episode one, and they just spend an hour talking about that.
1: Tag that on our Facebook page. I will.
0: It's pretty cool. They talk about things that you miss, mistakes that were made. What they were thinking, what they were feeling, who was laughing, and breaking up the scenes every time—it's very. If, if you're a fan of The Office, it's very, very, very interesting to listen to them. And they're only on, I think, like I said, it's just one a week. So I think they're on season two, episode maybe three or four right now. So
1: and they discuss each episode. So everyone, they're talking in,
0: in season one. They had Diversity Day, and then in season two, they had. Um, um, Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was, that that was the, the topic.
1: Klump, Michael Clump. came No, no
0: now. It, was a, it was a sexual oh, no, that one. Didn't, that didn't happen um, they were talking about uh, how they were pushing the envelope at that time. Now it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. But there's one episode at the very end when Michael's talking to Phyllis, and he said, I better be careful. She's going to give me a boner. Yeah. Then that was like a whole big deal. Like NBC was pissed off that they put that in the show. They were supposed to have cut it. They decided not to. And like today, that's a Super Bowl halftime show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's something. It's not that. I mean, I see pictures of Michael now because I get used to watching him live. I watch him on Netflix uh, every, several times a week. I'll yep. still watch an episode. Um, and I see him now in, uh, today. And I'll think, man, hasn't he aged? Yep. I, you don't realize yep. that's back in what year did you, what year do you oh, think uh, I, office started? I don't know. I, I didn't watch even? it from the start. I didn't either. I I never. I, back I, and, Netflix is where I really got yep. it. And TBS in the yep.
0: afternoon. So what's your favorite, if, if uh, you may not be able to answer. So what's your favorite episode of the office? If you picked one and if you can't, that's fine. Just curious. Oh, well,
1: I, I have, I have a couple of favorite ones. I, uh, I like whenever, uh, Michael finally proposes, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's a funny thing, it's kind of emotional because you followed Michael his yep. whole life and yep. whenever he, he finally fell in love and everything. I really liked that episode. And then when he came in and had all the candles lit, he was originally yep. going to just start a fire in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with the gas. Pam talked him yep. out of it. Yep. Uh, I like that one a lot. And I really like uh, – there's some of the older ones. There's another one where Andy um, decides he's going to leave. Yep. And he comes in and he plays the guitar and plays uh, "I will remember yep. you," and it shows how good of a guitar player Andy yep. is on there. That episode's a really oh yeah, cool he episode. plays banjo on there. Oh, he's a I really mean, talented yeah, guy. Yeah, yep. so
0: yeah, I, I don't know if I could pick out a favorite episode. I know what my favorite scene of all time. I can absolutely answer that, and that is, it starts off with Dwight smoking a cigarette and he, he talks about his fire safety lecture he gave yeah. last week, oh, and yeah. nobody listened to it. He's like, today, oh, yes. fire like is one. going to save lives. And he starts the fire. <laughs> They're throwing copiers out the window, trying <laughs> yeah. to break the windows. Cats are falling through Stanley the Stanley has a heart attack. Stanley has a heart attack. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. So, same question on Seinfeld, since that was one of yours, too, because I can answer this one for myself. Pretty quickly. Favorite episode. Uh,
1: I liked, liked any time George – and I, I don't know if I could go right off the top of my head favorite episode, but when George was uh, trying to break up with uh, <laughs> with his wife who eventually died yep, from Susan, licking yep. that Susan died, uh, I liked whenever he would try breaking up with her and she'd just say no, it's just not going to happen, yeah. <laughs> George, you know, and it'd just drive him yep. crazy. Yeah, I used to love this, those those. And he had uh, he had more than one girlfriend that that happened to with him.
0: Yeah, my favorite one would hands down if, if I if if I have somebody who's never watched Seinfeld before and I say, hey, you have to watch, you got to check it out. Yeah. This one episode always is the first one I start with. Nope, nope, not that one. <laughs> He's giving me hand signals. The Marine Biologist, because to me, oh, yeah. it is a quintessential Seinfeld episode where at the beginning of the show, every one of the characters has a different plot line, a different storyline. They're doing their own thing. And then at the very end, they're all sitting in the cafe. It all comes together with the story yep. of the, of the golf ball, like it's it's <laughs> funny. It it shows the the, uh, the cleverness. Yeah, didn't didn't so, uh,
1: Kramer had a hole in one? Didn't he? Put yep. Into the quail's hole. Yep.
0: So no. yeah. So my favorite TV shows the the list I have is Seinfeld, The Office, Survivor. I've only missed one season I've of Survivor. Never, Love I've never,
1: it. Never watched it.
0: Kelly's in the same boat. We we never miss. I mean, we will record it, but um, we won't watch it live every time. But watch every one of them. Uh, Sopranos was. I didn't watch it when it was on HBO, but this was back before you could stream, and you had to get the DVDs. So Kelly's family was buying them, and we were just passing them around and binge watching the Sopranos. Um, Parks and Rec, we mentioned. Uh, South Park. I don't watch it now, but back in the day, that <laughs> I one was almost hilarious. can't let the kids uh, watch. Oh song. yeah,
1: I mean, every Hal will come in there watching it every now and then, and I'll say, "Yeah, that's a little too raunchy." <laughs> yeah, not quite a cartoon. I mean, it goes, it goes overboard sometimes. Big
0: Bang Theory and Cheers, and Cheers is was would be my older one. I just remember watching that with my parents all the time. Every night that was on, they never missed it. I so.
1: truly just started Cheers season one. Um, episode one about two weeks ago, and I told Lisa, I said because she said quit watching The Office every on Netflix, quit yep. watching The Office and Parks and Rec. Let's find something different. So I scrolled through there and I found Cheers, and uh, and I always loved uh, Sam it, back whenever it was on at the time. And I I can't tell you if I like Sam, the original girl that's on there, or later when Kirsty Alley is on there. Um, but uh, I do like the thing of Sam being a Ex Boston Ex Red Sox, player, yep. all that stuff is great. But, but anyway, I counted the amount of episodes. If 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 we go ahead and finish this mm-hmm. and just take it off, it's like almost three hundred yeah, episodes. A yep. It's a huge long series. Um, it it would be one of mine if I was going to sit down and have to watch me in my top ten. But, yep. um, I I don't know. I'm I never was a live watching television person. Outside of sports, uh, this Netflix is really catching me up on a lot of this stuff. And I, Seinfeld, I did say I couldn't yep. wait for Thursday nights for yep. Seinfeld. But outside of Seinfeld, I don't think I had one before that until I was younger. I used to love, and, and I'm getting older than you, but... I was a big George Jefferson fan. <laughs> yep. I loved uh, Red Fox. and, her, wah, 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 <laughs> You know, I l- like that old, uh, those old shows. Yeah, those were, were just a little before my time. So. Well, they, you can still catch them. If oh, you yeah, Sanford no, I can. Son, yep. Sanford and Simon used to just be hilarious. And the things that they say, oh, my gosh. I don't know, today, uh, people would be throwing bricks at their television, <laughs> yeah. the things that they would say to each other. They would say the most off-the-cuff stuff. Um, yep. So some of those old shows I really like. And and as you can tell, almost every single one of mine is a comedy. Yep. I'm not really yep. into these serious.
0: Yeah, outside of Survivor and I guess Sopranos wouldn't be considered a comedy, but the rest of mine are. I mean, I remember Cheers. That was the first TV show I remember watching the final episode and being emotional about it. Yeah. Um, Seinfeld, I was absolutely emotional about it. I thought it was very clever. They ended the show with the exact same line that they started the show, the very f- season one, episode one, the, the line Then they start talking about where the button is on the shirt and if it's too high or too low, they end the <laughs> very last one. And I thought it was pretty cool how they brought every one of those famous characters back into it just for that one last episode. Yep. So it was definitely emotional. Uh, was Parks emotional. and Rec on your list, list? Parks
1: and Rec was, yep. You know, I, I tell Lisa, and she never will get into it, and I'll say, you, you need to get to know Leslie Knope yeah because leslie nope is one of the kindest best people that's why i love the show i think so much because she will go above and beyond to help her friends and i've always thought man wouldn't the world be nice if we had a bunch of leslie nope's running (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, it'd be a little different for sure so well hey that uh that wraps us up we're we're just a little bit over one one hour right now so uh before we go any any parting words philip
1: no, I'd like to see some comments on Facebook out there. Tell us what you think and give us your favorite shows. Yeah, do we forget things. something? And, and tell us uh, whether your dad did it to you whenever you were dating when you were young or uh, or something that you might have done for yourself, uh, especially you women. I want to hear if your dad's ever stood up for you in front of a, uh, a potential wooer and uh, <laughs> let, us, let us know if something like that ever went on. Yep.
0: That sounds good. I, I'm in the same boat. Let let us know uh, again. You know we're 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 having fun doing this, but we want to entertain you as well. Hopefully, maybe you learned a little bit today. But uh, let us know uh, if you got any stories, and, and maybe we'll have you come on and tell it uh, right to the microphone.
1: Hey, you tell you something great? It's two weeks till pitchers and catchers start. <laughs> two weeks. We're gonna have baseball season coming up. For long, Super Bowl's over. Start getting your arm starts. ready. Start getting your arms loose.
0: Hey, we got to watch some XFL too. So we got to <laughs> yeah. maybe talk about the XFL. I'm yep. kind of excited about that. That's so good. we'll see too. how that is. So, All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you here in a couple weeks with episode nine. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Phillip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast
1: and tell your friends about us.